0: Good morning, and welcome to HR's Executive Conversations. Today, we're going to be talking with Michael Fassett from G2 Crowd. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Tom. Would you take a moment and introduce yourself? Um, you, you know, with with a complex background like yours, it's often better to hear it from the horse's mouth.
1: <laughs> sure. Uh, complex, is, that, uh, is that, that means lost and wandered around a lot, I think. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know... Um, I, it was it's a, it's interesting to to see where I and where I am now based on kind of how things evolved through the years. But you know, I, I used to really be jealous of people that I knew uh, when I was much younger in college who knew exactly what they wanted to do and they did that. And for me, I wasn't I, was, I was in things. Um, I you know I started as a music major, uh, wood you know saxophone and voice, and I was a photographer and and I you know I worked at that for, for a few years. And I uh, went to law school and didn't like that. And then uh, eventually I went in the Navy and was a Naval officer for 10 years. And, and in the Navy, I got a lot of structure and, um, and a lot of opportunity to learn about technology. And when I left, and I mean, I'm certainly a more of a liberal arts guy. When I started, I have a degree in sociology and a degree in history and a degree in organizational design. So, (laughs) so you know um, but I after I left the Navy I mean I in the Navy I became a, a an engineer and I ended up working building a test a software test facility so when I got out i um, I went into the software business because it was exciting and it's something that I really got um, um, you know built uh, built a passion around in, in that ten years in, in the Navy working with you know with those different pieces of technology so I've been associated now with the Business ever since, as a executive, as a you know project manager, executive, and, a, and a, an analyst, and, and now uh, an analyst and executive in a in a what I think is a fairly disruptive
0: company. That's 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 fascinating. That actually that actually parallels my story more than anybody I've ever talked to. Um, uh, we'll have to we'll have to compare notes someday. I was a, I was a defense <laughs> software project guy. Um, in the '80s, as well. Um, so, so what do you do? What's what's your deal? So, so
1: I, um, I I'm the uh, chief research officer at a company that is um, is really focused around uh, helping software buyers, technology buyers, and and services buyers now too um, make better decisions about their about their uh, technology needs. And and what that really means is that we we started as a, a peer review site, so we collect um, data from people and software directly, and, and it is it's it's very detailed data. I mean, it's uh, the, the the review forms thirty six or more questions, so it's not like you know I, it's not like doing a Yelp review, but it, it's very detailed. You know, what do you think? How did this help you? That sort of thing. So we take that data, and <clears throat> we turn that data into things that will help the The buyer make better decisions, so we make reports out of it we have some some live uh comparisons in you know in categories among software vendors and then i, I have a team of uh, buying advisors and uh, research specialists that work with you know work with companies directly um and and we do all that um, for free basically we we you know deal with the buyers on that end and then from the Business model, we, uh, we, we allow vendors to brand their pages on the site. We get a lot of traffic, and then we let them license reports uh, and do some custom work and some work with the data that would be similar to what a, an analyst firm would do, but it's, but it's a little different. So I, I run a team that does everything from collect the reviews to take that data and then do something with that data and then actually directly help buyers use the data.
0: So so do you find I, I I'm sure you get this question all the time it seems to me that that in enterprise software the aggregate of individual perspectives might not be as comprehensive as um the more traditional paid analyst who who has a broader view of a ton of customers right the 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 individual integration of the idea seems to be what would be missing
1: well you know that's I do get that question a lot and and i think um it, the the thing to look at is um you know you could have a an expert in one area and they mm-hmm. and they and they have a a a a um, you know an understanding of that area, but they also come into it with some amount of bias just because every one of us does we have you know certain Biases about how we look at that information and the information we collect. And if I'm a if I'm an analyst, which I was for ten years, and I ran a team of twenty one analysts, I I um, you know I, I use survey data. I do get to talk to a small number of uh, of people who use the software, but I don't really you know it's not something I do every day. Well, here I have a, a survey that runs twenty four seven, and I have. You know, thousands of buyers that we help, um, that we talk to directly. So, you know, the the data that I collect about a product is from the people who are are giving me feedback at, that are using it to solve a problem, and I can I can take that data and I can can use that in an algorithm to compare those different products based on what the users are saying, and then I can also take. Uh, that other data around that, you know, things like what other products you use, what are you integrated with that sort of thing. And I can take the questions that I get from those buyers and, and really devise a way to, to, to take that data and tell a really interesting story. Is it better than what the analyst says? Well, no, I don't think, I don't think that, um, having our source of information available is a way to get rid of any of those things, media, analysts, any But I think that it gives you a very different perspective, and it's a very real, real real-time perspective that's uh, considerably different than what some comparisons would come from a traditional firm. A traditional analyst firm might do a report that takes six months or a year to to prepare, and I have a comparison that runs in real-time on the site all the time because we're collecting data all the time. So it's it's different. I don't don't know that it uh, replaces the need for the other in every situation, but it certainly does in a lot of situations give you a very interesting um, perspective on will this software solve my problem and what are the issues with it? Because that's the one thing that you don't often get. But if you talk to a user of a piece of software, they're going to tell you if the UI is not good or if it crashes a lot or if it's really slow on Tuesday mornings or, you know, whatever.
0: That, that that's really interesting. So 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 you're running this operation. How big is G Two Crowd and 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 what is your what does your job look like?
1: So G Two Crowd, we're. A- more than 140, and I don't tell you the exact number because I'm honestly not sure who we hired yesterday, but we probably did hire somebody, so <laughs> it's uh, it's changing quite a bit. Um, and my job, um, so my my department is um, th- 34 people now, and and still growing. And um, and so really, on a daily basis, what are the things that I look at? Well, I mean, it's like probably like anybody's day in a startup. It can can vary a whole lot. But uh, but on, on any given day, I'm probably working on some research. Uh, you know, I'm looking at some data and trying to help build some new way to present that data. Uh, I'm likely, you know, meeting with my management team and helping them, you know, look at different areas of the business. If we have issues, I mean, you know, getting reviews is very important for us, and driving traffic to the site and getting buyers to come in and ask for help—that's very important. And then making sure buyers get help—that's also really important to me. So I might spend some time with the, you know, with the team that's that's dealing directly with those buyers on a regular basis, and. And then sometimes, you know, it's a complex question or something that's different, I'll, I'll I'll interact with the buyer and answer the question because I have, you know, a bit more uh, depth and expertise in some of those areas, and, and so I would do that. I might be writing a paper, I might be meeting with a group of people on Trends, which we're working on right now. I mean, it's, it's pretty diverse, uh, you know, or I could be sitting in meetings all day, which is the thing I try to avoid, but
0: it happens <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> A hundred and forty-ish people. That's that's astonishing. So so, um, um, it, it seems to me that the G two crowd reputation is not as big as the team, and it's and it's actually it. it boggles my mind that there is a business model that allows you to get to that size. Yeah. Is there, is there venture backing involved in this?
1: There is. And, and I should say, if you think about the the growth, so I've, I've been here this February 1st will be my two year anniversary. So I've been here a little less than two years. And when I joined, um, we were in the thirties and I don't know exactly how many, but probably 36, 37 people total. So you know, in less than two years we've grown quite aggressively. So the the original the story, the founders actually came from a, a business that uh, Oracle bought. So they they um, you know they came from a, a company called Big Machines, Oracle bought and when they you know were unlocked from that they came out and they wanted to do something different and so they, they started thinking about disruptive business models and and started to work on this idea of G2 crowd. Uh, they since bought another company, Steelbrick, which Salesforce bought, so there's been a fair bit of money that could, you know, could have backed us and did back us from the from the founders themselves because they've been very successful entrepreneurs. Um, but the second thing, of course, we do have venture money. We we um, we did some early rounds with uh, Pritzker and uh, Hyde Park Ventures, so Midwest-based. Um, you know backers and some others, and then this year we um, were very excited. Uh, we, we got a, a fairly large investment from uh, Excel, which of course is you know very nope. top tier VC, uh, and uh, and we even have a small investment from uh, LinkedIn. So so we um, you know we have a have had really good backing, uh, but the, the, the interesting thing, and I, I think it uh, has really exploded for us. We. Uh, when we first started, you know, I would go talk to my old clients and, uh, and and talk about what I was doing, and they would all be very confused. Like, why are you doing that? Why, you know, you're doing this. It's very traditional. Why would you go do this other thing? And once I explained it and they understood that, I had access to data that I would have never been able to get to before, and I could do things with that data that would really be helpful, both into the business, helpful to the buyers, and could really help vendors make their products better and sell more and learn more about their customers. Uh, and, and even have better references than they ever had before, because that's always a hard thing to do. That, those things were really exciting. So if you... If you talk to somebody in the software, business-to-business software uh, today, and especially in the larger companies, almost nobody doesn't know who G2 Crowd is anymore. Um, and we're by far the largest uh, in, and the leader in this uh, you know, peer-review, B2B peer-review site. Um, there are several competitors. A lot of them are more like advertising platforms for the vendors, which is fine. That's a good <laughs> business model. Uh, and there are very few that have really gone down the path of just trying to be um you know a data provider that crowdsources data and then uses that data in very unique ways and we've been very careful to do no paid placement or do, you know it's like you you go to google and you search and you have to scroll down half the page because the first answers are all paid for by somebody else well, we don't do that. We you go to our site, you search for a vendor, you'll get whatever vendors the best match for your search because we don't do paid placement. We don't have advertising on there from from vendors. We you know we let them brand their pages and they pay us for, for premium branding so they can put pretty logos on there and give you some demo and some videos to download. But but we don't. We don't take money for uh, promoting one above the other. We, you know, we allow every one of them to have the same opportunity. And the model's freemium, so you can come in and claim your page if you're a vendor for for nothing. And you know, we still get um, you know introductions to buyers who come there, and you can see the traffic and all those things. But you certainly have access to more tools and better tools if you
0: if you do buy the well that well that 's amazing, so how broad is the scope you know, you know for some reason, I had the mistaken impression that g two crowd was h r tech focused, but as I listened to you talk that couldn 't possibly be true so so what's what 's the coverage
1: well so we we cover all of the major uh software categories business to business software categories and a lot of the minor ones down to even very specific vertical products Uh, and then over the last year we've been adding um, i.t services you know implementation services consulting marketing services Uh, so we do have some services coverage there although that is certainly a new part of the business the depth of the business is really in the core uh, business-to-business software area. So HR tech would definitely be one of those areas that we have a really strong footprint in. Um, The the CRM world, so marketing automation, uh, Salesforce automation, customer service, those are are very active categories for us. Uh, Business analytics, uh, we're growing a nice presence in uh, artificial intelligence. uh, ERP, you know, but this, the traditional large software categories are where we have the most uh, information, the most depth, the most data collected today. But, you know, you could also come here and find some information on funeral home management software or kennel management software or, you know, some very niche verticals because we try to provide what the buyers really are looking for. And, you know, vertical products are certainly something that have have, uh, have a really big audience these days.
0: What an astonishing scope. It must be extraordinary to try to figure out how to set priorities between chunks chunks of traffic flow to the funeral management um, segment. Um, you know, you've got your live people and you've got your dead people being covered, and which is more important. Uh,
1: and you'd be surprised that's a hotly contested category
0: too oh well oh, I, I i happen to know <laughs> something about it and, and 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 understand that it's that it's a hotly contested category with a tight little um well defined market so what have you learned that you wouldn't have imagined from your chair as a traditional analyst what 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 do you know now that you didn't know when you were at i d c
1: well I guess the biggest thing that i've learned and and maybe you know maybe, and you think about this, I was an executive in software companies before this, so I dealt with software in the software industry and software customers for a long time what well, What I think I learned is that um, that the perspective from an analyst who has very limited visibility, you get a lot of information from the vendors and you get information from customers that are pretty hand-picked and you very rarely get an opportunity to go interact with somebody who's just using the, you know, the benefits uh, module or using the core HR modules or, you know, that's a different different perspective. And so coming here, looking at the, the mountain of data, I mean, I'm, I don't know, over 10 million data points now and, you know, 280,000 or so reviews. And and so look at that mountain of data and really start to dig in and then talk to people who use those, those products. It gives you a really different perspective. And you can start to see like the perspective from the vendor and from the and, and from the analyst sometimes is really skewed to that kind of high level message so oh the, the this software is just has a great user interface, and then you go talk to the user and they 're like, "This is the most difficult thing to use i 've ever tried and and so the perspective is, is there's a, a a big gap sometimes between what the the actual users are saying and even what the executives in the company or the IT organization in the company might be saying versus what those users say or what the vendor believes is happening. So I think that that dose of reality of what the real user has to say and and giving them a voice, that has been a really big eye-opener for me.
0: What are the services that the big traditional analysts provide Almost reflexively and almost without thinking, is they shape um, they shape the market's perception of itself. Right? That's 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 a really interesting thing when you see these sort of annual landscape views that are published by by various of your more traditional competitors. Uh, they really do an extraordinary—they they do an extraordinary service by making chaos clear. Um, it seems to me that you're in a really interesting position to do the same thing. Are you doing that sort of thing? Do you do you make market landscape analyses and and that sort of stuff as part of your work? Yes,
1: and. and we do um, we do a fair number of reports that are very clear comparisons of different things. So they could be vendor comparisons or it could be usability comparison, which is you know interesting. So that's one piece of what, uh, what the research are these reports that really analyze the products and how they're being used. Then we also do a a good bit of um, just what I would call thought leadership work around these different industry topics, and um, and and because of that, we want to tie those back to the, the the data and the research that we do, of course. But but you know, I still do. I still write um, you know reports that are based on a combination of survey data and our own uh, review data. Uh, I still you know go talk to buyers and learn what they're doing and, and then try to share that. I, I you know, I, I have a, a group of research specialists that um, that do the same thing. They, they write very regularly about, you know, topics that are relevant to what a buyer is doing and how they can kind of understand and interpret the data that we have so that you can have all the data you want, but if you don't have the ability to display and show and help people understand how to use it, then it's not, it's not, useful at all. So, so yeah, we do a lot of that. Um, And, you know, we're working on a trends um, framework for this next year, because there are a lot of things happening in in the software world, the tech world, and we want to help tie that back so that our buyers can, you know, can start to look at how those new technologies could help their business.
0: So, so if I want to, you know, now this is me being greedy, but I'll be greedy in public so other people can take advantage (laughs) of it. If if I want to get get in the flow of that information, what do I do?
1: Um, If you want to get in the flow of that information, we make um, most everything we have available, you know, on the G two Crowd web G two Crowd website. Um, There are some things that, um, you know, for example, if you went in and you had a question about. Uh, a product or products. You could um, you could chat with one of the buying advisors. You can ask a vendor for more information if that's you know happens to be what you wanted. Uh, you can read the research reports. You can see the live grid comparisons and you can see the, the index comparisons and and a lot of things like that on the on the on the website. And, you know, there's more data behind that, of course, and so you can see, um, you know, on, the, on our blog, we certainly write a lot about very, you know, useful topics to buyers that uses the data. Um, so so you, can, you can find all of that on the G2 Crowd, Web, uh, Crowd website, and, um, and then, of course, you can interact with us um, directly, and, and we can help uh, use that or interpret that and help you kind of figure out what it is that would solve your problem
0: fantastic fantastic so so in general who's your target customer or maybe better is there anybody who isn't your target customer
1: <laughs> well you know that's uh, i think we have to look at it in two ways we separate it very clearly you've got the the users of software that's a community that we built and they they are both buyers and reviewers because that's the same personality type same role the same you know the same people they buy software, they use the software, they come back, they write reviews, they need something different, they come back and they're a buyer. So that community is one of our biggest targets, obviously, because we're, that's, that's the point of the business. We, we One of our values has always been uh, buyer first. We really want to make sure that what we do helps the buyer, you know, transparency in the industry encourages, um, you know, using that data in ways that can really uh, help them solve business problems that's one. The other is the is is back into the vendor uh, community though because certainly all of this data we collect has a lot of relevance and value. If I'm a software vendor as well, I mean, I could take the the feedback on my product and use that to make my product better. I could take uh, data about my competitors' products and use that to make me more competitive or you know help me in the in the sales process. So there's there's a lot of value for the the software vendors and the services. Uh, in the data that we have as well. And so we, you know, we obviously we monetize that into the business more, but there is certainly a lot of opportunity there for them to use that data and help make their business better um, and, and help them be more competitive. Um, so I, I you know we look at both audiences and, you know, which are customers, they're both both of those audiences are customers, but certainly in a different in different ways.
0: So one last, slightly more complicated question. Um, I'm I'm watching the evolution AI in B2B software pretty closely, and it seems to me that that the possible applications of of this emerging technology are so vast that the kinds of apples to apples comparisons that we used to easily do are are mm, evaporating right and so 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 when you when you look at the big enterprise companies they tend to be applying this technology in really different ways and and that means that that what you are buying when you get into a relationship with the with these big companies is becoming something that's more of a point of view than it is interface functionality How do you see, how do you see that evolving? Because, because in order to understand that marketplace, you have to really be able to, to see the narrative, um, and that, that may not bubble up from users.
1: You know, yeah, that that is actually an interesting one that we're we're really you know trying to work with right now because here's the I think if you look at the way AI is starting to play out, machine learning, deep learning, all these things, these are not really new. I mean, we we probably uh, for 20 years or more we've had things that were you know we probably call them analytics or something different, but they were all related to this same topic. So. That part of it, 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 we could have, you know, that that part we've had capabilities in for many, many years. Them that much, why? Well, we didn't use them because those they're very data hungry. That that the um, you know a lot most applications of AI really rely on the data set that can you can use to train and and you know evolve and use those different um, techniques depending on whatever you're trying to, to do. So that's that's kind of one piece of it is the data set and the data availability is really, really important. The other thing is that we're starting to see kind of the evolution of two different threads. One is uh, I'm a software vendor and I'm going to take these different AI capabilities and I'm going to embed them inside of things that you do every day to make to either make you more productive or to do things uh, for you that um, help you focus on the rest of your job. So the simple example there is, uh, you know, I'm a salesperson and I get an AI tool that schedules meetings for me, so I don't have to do that myself. That's really useful because now I can spend more time prospecting or, you know, researching or doing whatever. Um, so that's uh, that's kind of one piece of it. The other is. Me a tool. I'm a salesperson, and now all of a sudden, my pri- my uh, prospects and my leads are are scored and 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 um, and prioritized for me automatically by the algorithms that run in the background. So I get much more detailed, much more uh, predictive sort of outcomes, and, and I'm more successful because they're using those you know embedded tools to do that or it works the same in hr it works the same in you know manufacturing i mean there's all these places that you can make your people more productive and you can automate things that get out of their way so that they can do their job more and focus on their job more than they do on these kind of routine admin things, uh, or that they can use the data and make decisions better because it's presented to them in ways that helps them know you know, what uh, the data really is telling them. That's one half. The other half is um, the evolution of the uh, services that you can use to build AI and Apply those to almost any part of your business, and that's exciting too. So you have companies like AWS, Amazon, um, you know, Microsoft Azure, and um, Google Cloud Platform, and uh, Salesforce, and you know, all these companies that have. Platforms that are based around AI, and you can take these services, building blocks, and you can build uh, automation, and you can build productivity tools that do almost anything you want to do in your specific business. So those are those are things that you do that aren't embedded in other software. They're new techniques and technologies that you can use to do things in your business better. So I think those are are, are different, uh, but but certainly linked and, and really exciting opportunities. Uh, the embedded stuff, you probably don't even know. You're using it today and you don't even know because it's just making your life easier. Um, but on the other side, the new things, those uh, the, the building blocks that companies are going to use to solve those, those tough problems, those are going to um, add real significant value, in the, in the, in the and they are already, but certainly in the, in the near future, the next few years, you're going to see that happen more and more
0: well thanks for that so so we have zipped through our time together um is there anything you want to be sure that a listener takes away
1: you know the only thing i would say is just to reinforce one thing and that is um you know if you're if you're thinking about if you have a business problem you're thinking about buying some software come check the site out and um and and look at the information we have interact with a buying advisor doesn't cost you anything it's simply uh, you know, a way for you to get some information that might help you um, evaluate things more effectively, and um, and so I'd welcome the you know the, the the software buyer, the people that use the software that are looking for things, business owners, business leaders, all the way down to the to the user. Come by the site and check things out, and and you know, give us some feedback too. Let us know if there are things that we could do that would help you uh, do your job better.
0: So why don't you wrap this up um, by reintroducing yourself and letting people know how they might sure. get a hold of you.
1: Sure, absolutely. So Michael Fawcett, I'm the Chief Research Officer of G2 Crowd, uh, the site, of course, g2crowd.com. And uh, you can also find me on Twitter at mposset. So at mposset, uh, that's probably the easiest place to get in touch with me, <laughs> uh, but certainly through the, through the website as well.
0: So, thanks very much for taking the time to do this, Michael. It was a great conversation. I really appreciate it.
1: Sure. Thanks, John. Really enjoyed it.
0: We've been talking with Michael Fossett, who is the head of research for the crowdsourced analyst site, G2 Crowd. You can find them at g2crowd.com. Thanks again, Michael, for making this possible. And thank you all for listening today. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now.